Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho yo 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 We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Bravo! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to another Gangplank Report. We are talking about Below Deck Adventure Season 1, Episode 2, which Bravo called Viking Cowboy, and we are calling Shotsky. <laughs> that was Jen's brilliance. I love it. And here is Jen for your rapid recap. Kyle continues to give Nathan attitude throughout the Anchor Watch training. The interior and the chef are not gelling on surface. Nathan isn't happy when Kyle sends the guest out on kayaks and paddle boards with no life jackets in 55 degree waters. Kyle eats a jellyfish straight from the water. Lewis calmly, but wrongly in my opinion, takes Kyle's side against Nathan over the vest issue. The guests go caving and adventure is bringing us views we've never seen on Below Deck. Kyle's comments to Casey are too flirtatious in front of the guests and the guests egg on a kiss on the cheek between them. Casey thought Mike was European because of his short uniform shorts. While savoring a champagne bottle, we find out Captain Carey has outrun Somali pirates and has been struck by lightning. We may be seeing romance blossoming with Oriana and Lewis. Captain Carey joins the guests for birthday cake and they share what went on with Kyle and Casey, minus their own involvement. Kyle compares Casey to Blanche from Golden Girls and tests the waters with a hug from behind. Captain Carey has a hugely supportive conversation with Casey and draws a hard line about his crew being made to feel uncomfortable. Oriana and Casey forget the dishes at breakfast, but Casey cops to it and they both apologize. And Kyle goes from a fun high of creating a squeegee shot to the low of being placed on Captain Carey's radar for his behavior. And that's a rapid recap. Awesome. So I know we talked a little bit about these guests last week. What do you think of them now? I like them overall. I did not like how they handled the flirtation in the cave and how they delivered it to Carrie. Was not thrilled with that. They kind of played down their involvement. It was inappropriate and I get that, but it seemed very strange the way that they handled it. And then when they saw Carrie's reaction, they seemed to try and backpedal still without divulging their involvement. So overall, I like them. They're not super demanding. They're not rude. 
they're not really out of control, but that part was my only part where I wavered on. Yeah, I get that. I feel like, well, they're not going to throw themselves under the bus necessarily. Right. But I guess my option is to not throw anybody under the bus then. Either tell the whole truth or just don't talk about it. Say nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's that. So I figure we better talk about him while we can, because with any luck, he will be NBO'd, which I like that phrase that Captain Kerry introduces to next boat off. So hopefully he will be NBO'd soon. Our friend Bob B was giving it an over under of episode five. I'm hoping it's episode three. Where do you stand with Kyle? I mean, I don't think he's going to last too long. I think he has already proven that he loves crossing the line and he's just going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. so i don't think captain Carey's going to put up with that for very long he just doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to deal with that kind of crap i agree i was kind of disappointed in lewis for backing kyle on the no life vest thing 55 degree water is a shocking thing to fall into and yes the conditions may not have been choppy but you just never know what can happen i just think it's better to have the life vest 100 percent. i was very surprised about that I'm actually kind of surprised too, because that's pretty much, that's a thing across the board for us. So the fact that that would even be in debate is curious to me. Yeah, because Lewis definitely, in his conversation with Nathan, made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. So I'm a little on the fence about Lewis right now. I kind of like his mild-mannered style, but I'm not necessarily sure about his judgment. Well, and two, if this is a brand new position to him, you know, trying to figure it out, you've got to give people a little bit of grace figuring things out in a new situation. But at the end of the day, safety is safety. Right. So to me, there's almost no question what needs to happen and how it needs to go. So that's on him to be the one that says, hey, this is what we have to do every single time. I agree. And I'm not writing him off. I like the guy so far. This was just my first kind of what moment. Yeah, I agree. I concur. So what did you think about this situation with Kyle and Casey? I thought what he said was completely inappropriate when he was talking about the harness lifting her butt up and that kind of stuff. Those kind of comments are beyond to me and unnecessary in a workplace. I wasn't happy with that. The kiss part, I don't know that that would have happened had the guest not egged it on. Right. And I think them egging it on led to him feeling like he could come up behind her when they were the only ones awake and hug her from behind, which is a very creepy thing to have happen if you're not in a relationship with that person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I feel like it was a domino effect, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he probably wouldn't have felt encouraged to were it not for the guest behavior. Right. And granted, the guests can say anything they want to. That doesn't mean he has to comply. Exactly. That's kind of where I fall with it. He was being inappropriate before the kiss. The kiss, yes, it was on the cheek, but she was uncomfortable. But he was playing up to them more than going after her, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Still, I completely agree with Carrie that nobody should be made to feel uncomfortable. And the fact that she was, like you said, Kyle had the choice and he chose wrong. 
but I do feel like it was instigated a little bit and it probably would have just been comments, but the comments weren't okay either. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have to put up with him too much longer. My general instinct here. I think Bob B is pretty close to right on here. I hope that he is right. So moving on to, there was a lot of talk during the live tweet last night about the communication between Jess and Faye and the rest of the interior. I've been noticing that the radios seem very garbled. Yeah, I was almost going to say something about that. They're echoey. Mm -hmm. So whatever the producers of Below Deck have figured out, like the other series have figured out where we can listen in on the radio conversations, but it doesn't sound like a giant echo. These guys need to hurry up and figure it out. Right. Because if we have to listen to radios all season long that are perpetually echoing, that's going to get real damn annoying. Yeah, it's already annoying. And I had wondered, because this production group, from what I've heard, is also the one in charge of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The housewives aren't on radios, so they may do a good job in one respect, but there might be a learning curve here. So I will give them time. I'm hoping somebody in production watching the dailies back said, we've got to figure this out. We're on the first charter. So I'm hoping by the next charter, they have it figured. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So do you put it then on the radios and not on the interior, not checking in with Jess enough? No, they're not mutually exclusive. Two things can be true at once. Right. It can be that they're not communicating properly and the radio suck or the audio on the radio sucks. Right. We did see Casey turn hers down because of how loud it was while she was serving. And I think she turned it too far down, maybe, which might have kept her a little bit out of the loop. Mm -hmm. But it also feels like Jess is a little impatient. Is it too early for me to say that? Um, I think that's an understatement, but sure. Like she wants an answer back now. And if you're serving, especially during service, Mm -hmm. I get it more if they're doing other things and she's just calling out to them. But during service, you have to finish what you're doing. The guests are your focus. And if you're in the middle of doing something for them, you have to wait to respond. I would think that that's normal. Is it not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, so far, food-wise, sure, looks great. But personality-wise, and maybe it's just a cultural thing, but she just doesn't seem that friendly. Yeah, she does come off with major RBF. I will give her that. Yeah. And she does seem to have a good sense of humor because she was joking with the guests when she made the birthday cake. Yeah. And I guess the primary isn't a fan of the word moist, like most of the rest of us. (laughs) And so they were joking back and forth about that. And she was smiling and laughing. And then she told her cat joke. So it seems like she does have a sense of humor, but it might just be the face that doesn't convey it. That's fair. Hopefully they get it worked out because that's not going to be good if it keeps up that there's a break in the communication there, because that's vital to getting a good tip and the guests having a good experience. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's a matter of them trying to figure out each other, obviously, first charter off the bat, trying to figure out what is going to make the most sense for their communication style. But I mean, we've already seen previews that Faye gets a little snippy with her. And I have to just imagine that this is going to escalate for them. Yeah. 
And if any of you is wondering what the background noise is, Adrian is prepping for charter right now. This is how devoted she is to you all. So <laughs> that's that background. I am noise. currently on a boat getting ready for a charter. Yes. So I'm unpacking groceries as we speak, but yeah. <laughs> I just wanted them to know that's not something I can fix and post. <laughs> True. So I am not getting a whole lot of like any feeling one way or the other. I'm kind of met on Oriana. She seemed to be worried that Faye thought that she might be faking her sickness and she was going to prove her wrong. But then she got in this mode where she was in the confessional saying, why should I be helping Casey? I was hired on as second stew when Faye had told us that she wasn't picking a second stew. So not knowing the behind the scenes, how that works, but normally when cast gets hired on, are they told their position ahead of time? Yeah. Okay. I mean, usually, but it seems like they've wanted to create drama in the last couple of seasons by not doing that and by making whoever the bosun is or whoever the chief stew is make those decisions, you know, added drama. Mm -hmm. Well, you called it because I wasn't sure that there was going to be any conflict because... Casey had worked beneath Oriana before, so I thought it would be an assumption, but it's not, and it is causing conflict already. We'll have to see how that pans out. The biggest thing for me this episode, well, first off, the caving. How cool was that? Loved it. Loved it. I love seeing something different than a damn beach party. Exactly. I've told you this before. Beach parties are how you know God hates you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the views were so cool. I was literally taking pictures of my TV screen with my phone because I was like, this is so cool. It's just beautiful. And it's like you said, it's something different. I think adventure is delivering the adventure already. And we're only on the second episode. I agree. And already a little bit of drama, which I'll take it. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of good feedback during the live tweet about Captain Carey in his talk with Casey. How affirming was that? that the future is in good hands on below deck when he had that convo with her. I mean, I knew this going into it because I've known Carrie for a long time, but I think he's exactly, I think he's a good blend of all of the captains that we've seen so far. Like the best qualities of the captains that we've seen. You know, we know that Sandy looks out for her crew. Mm -hmm. We know that to a certain level, Lee looks out for his crew, but to have somebody that's proactive from the get-go to say, look, I don't ever want you to feel uncomfortable or like there's something that you can't come and tell me to kind of take care of that right off the bat, I think is pretty cool. And it's unfortunate that he has to be put in a position right away to do that, but It's important that those girls know that, that he's got their back. If I was working for him, that would allay all of my fears. Just to know that the guy who's in charge of everything has your back would be so comforting. Yeah. Other than that, it looks like we're having our first night out next week. Yes. And it looks like Kyle is getting trash fish. Shocker. And that he and Nathan are going to have some conflict right off the bat. I mean, he's already been giving Nathan attitude and lip from jump, but this is a little more physically aggressive. The, or what? And I don't want to have to bust up your pretty face. And that kind of stuff has no place in a professional environment. I don't know what this kid's thinking. Well, probably not thinking. True. (laughs) (laughs) Running on testosterone alone. Yeah. For sure. Well, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. I do want to give a shout out to Dina 
and to a few other people. I think I'm going to scatter them out over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, definitely what's up to Dina. I didn't get to meet you, but I met your awesome husband and just wanted to give you a shout out. Yay. Hi, Dina. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We will see you next week for the finale. Thank freaking heck of Below Deck Med season seven, episode 19. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel, Tweeter, Frail, and Terry Abbott. Performed by Laura Lyle, Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.